Hello, heroes! I am your host, Sean Q, and this is Heroes of. We are uh, gonna have an interview a little later with the um, boys from We Can Trip, a uh, actual play out of Ohio. Um, but first, I have a few little things I want to chat about. Um, I am a very busy dude. I have uh, two kids and a wife, and I work at a cafeteria as a breakfast cook. Um, it's a very glorious and very amazing job where I get all these awesome accolades for my over-easy eggs, and um, uh, people from far and wide come and uh, uh, try my home fries. It's um, very glamorous, you know, uh, photo shoots and interviews about um, how to mix properly your scrambled eggs. It uh, keeps me very, very busy. Um, but, but the reality is, is that uh, raising a family uh, takes up a lot of my time, so I don't have as much time as I'd like to be able to work on this stuff. Um, the other thing is, is that I'm with uh, Buzzsprout for the um, the podcast, and uh, Buzzsprout limits you at a free level um, to two hours of content per 28 days or so, which works out to be about a, uh, a podcast per month. Um, if I try to keep the podcast very short, um, then I can do several per month, uh, like maybe two per month, I should say. Um, but uh, as is right now, um, I'm kind of handcuffed by that. If uh, the show would start making money, then we could up the uh, the actual um, tier of uh, our Buzzsprout account. But uh, it's not making any money right now, which is totally fine. It doesn't need to make money. Uh, it's I'm really just doing this for fun anyways. Um, but we are in talks, me and some of the heroes, uh, um, uh, uh, to try to change our format and make it so that we have um, our show coming from our own website. And the website's up. It's um, heroesof.ca. You can go check it out if you want. Um, there's not much on it right now. Um, we're just... Just got it built recently, and we are working on getting the RSS feed on there instead of using a, a third party. So this way, we can just put out as much content as we want. Um, so yeah, that's an update on why things are taking a little longer. I know that some of the um, the people that I've interviewed, uh, you know, they've been reaching out and saying, "Hey, when's our when's our episode coming out?" And um, I uh, I'd love to be able to put them out all right now if I could. Um, I'm like I said, I'm handcuffed a little bit by uh, by what's going on. Um, with the technical side of things and also the life side of things. Um, but uh, I uh, can't wait for you guys to hear some of these interviews. Um, the, the one thing I wanted to talk to you about is that the last episode that we put out, uh, which was the, um, the Critical Role chat with, uh, with Maya from Hawaii, um, that one was done uh, recording a new way through Skype. Before I've been, um, uh, I interviewed um, uh, Michael Sharp uh, from uh, the Guardians of the Gygaxy, and I have a couple of uh, interviews now in the pipeline. The one today that you're going to be listening to a little later on with uh, the guys from uh, Weekend Trip, that was recorded using QuickTime um, uh, through Skype. And um, I didn't realize that Skype had its own recording feature until one of my buddies, Phil, shout out to Phil, uh, uh, found uh, found that out, and so once I switched to that, the um, the recording sound and everything was just so much better um, than recording through QuickTime. So my apologies to um, you know the uh, people from Weekend Trip and the uh, uh, girls from All Natural Twenties. The the um, um, when those episodes come out, well, this episode now, and then when their uh, the girls episode comes out, the uh, the recording quality won't be as good as the one you just previously listened to. Um, I actually wanted to put out the uh, the chat with uh, with Maya uh, before the other ones uh, uh, because it was um, it, it made sense more to uh, to have a wider audience be reached. Um, because everyone loves Critical Role, and it's such a uh, it's such a, a, a great topic that it made sense for me to put that one out and hopefully reach more people so that more people could listen to these upcoming episodes and hopefully expose um, and and spread the love on these uh, um, other uh, live streams uh, and uh, actual plays like uh, Weekend Trip and All Natural Twenties and uh, a Ballad of the Seven Dice coming up and uh, hopefully in a in a little while. Um, so that said, um, everything is uh, on its way. Um, I have it all sitting here on the laptop. It's all safe uh, in uh, my uh, my digital uh, vault. 
Um, I uh, just need some time to put it out and the uh, ability to technologi technologically to do it as well. Um, so my apologies for those who are waiting for those episodes and uh, hopefully that you'll be able to hear them soon. So I've got a pretty important question I want to ask the listeners. Um, it's, it's a little weird, but do Twitch streamers care that much about hair care? Or do like people who listen to live streams care that much about their hair? I mean, okay, so every time I go on Twitch lately, I have to watch the same Tresemme shampoo and conditioner commercial. It's like the same one over and over again. I know they have a lot of Prime Video ones, but they have like, you know, connections with Amazon, so there's a lot of Prime Video commercials on there. But the only other commercial I see is Tresemme Hair Care. Like, do, do, do the people of Tresemme think, you know who really needs a good shampoo and conditioner combo is the people who, who watch Twitch, Twitch streams? Is that, is that like a thing? Um, I, I don't know. Like, are, are Critical Role fans thinking to themselves, you know, man, I love Sam Regal, and uh, I, I really got to do something about these split ends, too. Like, do you think those two things go together? Like, man, I really love it when he was Scanlan singing um, his, um, his Bardic Inspirations, and these split ends are starting to bother me? I, I don't know. Um, like, I guess, I guess, okay, I really want to watch someone play Skyrim for six hours, but I also really want to give my hair the volume it deserves. I guess those two things do go together. It's, it sounds kind of silly, right? Like, you know, first geek and sundry, then head and shoulders. Like, I guess these things are one and the same. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking about this too deeply or something, but um, it doesn't seem like uh, <laughs> people who watch Twitch streams or even even are on Twitch streams really care much about hair care. I might be wrong. I might be lowballing all of the uh, the live stream community, but uh, I'm. I mean, you know, the people at Dice Ministry they look like they have nice hair, and uh, you know, all the the girls from the All Natural Twenties they look like they've got some really nice uh, 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 locks. But I don't know the, the the dude that plays that sits with his uh, um, you know his headset and he plays uh, Borderlands for for twelve hours straight while. Other kids watch them, you know, locked up in their parents' basement. I don't think those dudes are caring about their uh, their uh, their sh silky sheen of their their lovely locks. Before we get to the interview with uh, Brandon, Craig, and Cameron from Weekend Trip, I uh, normally do a little sponsor spot here with um, the Vintage Toy Man. Um, we're not going to do that today. Except that maybe you can go visit the vintagetoyman.com if you have any uh, collectible needs. Now the, uh, the the reason I'm doing a little sponsor spot here is to um, to give a shout out to my aunt Julie Chalette. Um, I uh, am literally recording on a microphone which she found at the side of the road. She was walking by, was like, "What's that shiny thing over there?" And she went over and found this recording mic, brought it home. She's like, "That looks like it's worth something." She tested it; it worked. And then found out that I was kind of thinking about starting a podcast. And she's like, I got this free mic. If it works, you can have it. And it was like seriously brand new. The only thing it didn't have was the box it came in. Like this thing I'm recording on right now is a roadside microphone. So if you don't believe that we are literally a uh, like from the ground up podcast, we literally are from the ground up. Like we we pick our equipment up from the ground and we record what we can. Um, so I just wanted to say uh, thank you to Julie for giving me the uh, microphone and for even just finding it in the first place. Um, now this is not to be uh, confused with my Matount Julie. I have a, uh, a Matount Julie, which is my mom's sister. Hi Matount, I love her very much. But this is a different Julie. This is my aunt Julie. Um, this is uh, one of my mom's best friends, um, also known as uh, my aunt Julie. I, uh, she's not uh, a blood relation, but I refer to her as my aunt because she pretty much raised me when I was a kid. She was dating my uh, my Matount Nick, my mom's sister Matount Nick, and um, they were a couple for years and years and years when we were kids. And um, they lived uh, below us in an apartment complex and 
my my Metoutnik and my Aunt Julie pretty much raised me. They don't, I mean, one of the main reasons why I'm into good music uh, uh, now, or, or was back then when I was a kid, is because my Aunt Julie, you know, she introduced me to like, you know, Man Without Hats and uh, In Excess and Duran Duran. And um, so, I, I mean, I, I had a leg up uh, uh, in, in life because of my, uh, my Aunt Julie. So the fact that she was here for me as a man again and giving me this, um, this microphone to start my podcast is pretty amazing that uh, Life Cola comes full circle. So anyways, Jules, I love you so much. Thank you so much for, uh, for this. And um, we, uh, we just want to say thanks. And now... Here's the interview with the boys from We Can Trip. With me today are uh, three of the Fab Four gentlemen from We Can Trip. Uh, there's that pop can. Um, a D&D pop- podcast out of Ohio. Hey, boys. Hey, how's it going? With me today is uh, Cameron. Hey, guys. Greg. Hello. And Brandon. Hey guys, I'm the DM. Since you guys didn't introduce yourselves, and I did, I guess. Hello is good enough for me. (laughs) Very, very uh, informal. I like that, gentlemen. I, uh, I've, I've been listening to the the show for a a couple of months now, but I've been really intensely listening to it over the last week, preparing for this uh, for this interview. Um, I gotta say, when I first started listening, uh, I I thought you guys were just silly and and no good and now i literally can't stop listening what have you done to my brain honestly i don't know um <laughs> the the show started off uh i'm not gonna say it started off like rough but it started off in a uh a very uh, interesting point because greg had never played before so it was kind of like interesting bringing a new character in yeah and you probably know from listening to like one of my update episodes that we kind of had to restart the entire like the entire show yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a little bit yeah, but I mean, it feels like over, I don't know when it happened, but I want to say by like episode 10 or like 15, we instantly just started getting like a spike in like downloads and views at the point where like we're in the thousands now, like we're pushing uh, 3,000 downloads now with less than, well actually we just put up episode 21, so we're pushing 3,000 downloads with, yeah. with uh, like just over 20 episodes, so like out of nowhere we just started like just getting spikes in views. Like, I think, uh, you know, you know what I think it is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm just an outsider listening in here, but I think that you guys got more comfortable doing it and, um, and your chemistry just shines through really, really well. It is surprising that it does because all of us genuinely hate Cameron. He's a terrible person. <laughs> uh, like just stay here. every, every day that I have to go and record and I sit beside him, I am riddled with just angst and anxiety. <laughs> so the fact that it works out, it's, it's I guess, a blessing. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, it's a miracle, I think, it sounds like. I have, I, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> it's a little bit, but I guess it, it keeps you progressing, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it has to. So you yeah. said earlier, uh, Brandon, that you're the DM. Yep. And uh, Cameron, you play uh, Tack McNuckles. That's correct. An artificer rock gnome. Yeah, and then uh, Greg plays uh, Nomo Sensual. That is very true. Which, literally, dude, is like the silliest, most ridiculous character that I've ever heard of in my life. But like every single time you speak, I'm like, I'm like, I can't wait till this guy talks. I can't wait till he says something else. It's so See, funny. What What's funny about it too is like we. Brendan and I work together outside of here, and uh, when he asked me to do the show, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a voice. And I didn't think, oh, we're going to record like five hours a day, and I'm going to have to live like this the whole entire time. So when the pop can started was after episode, the uh, Christmas special, Yeah, yeah it was because I read the Dungeons & Dragons themed uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas finished, I literally could not like breathe, my throat hurt so bad. And that's when the pop started. Yeah, the um, the uh, uh, the nightmare before uh, the, the night before Christmas thing was. Um, I think that was when it did for me. When uh, when you read that, um, I was like, I'm I'm in on these guys. Like I, I wasn't sure until that m- moment, to be honest. 
Um, it was well written and very funny, and I uh, I was like, these guys got something going on here. You know, I'll say this: I, I got I got a list of stuff I want to talk to you guys about. But um, the, the first thing I want to say is that um, my favorite moments of your show are when uh, 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 Brandon is um, uh, uh, Brand when you are trying to speak and they're all giggling in the background. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness i feel i feel like i'm in the room with you that's so funny i actually um one of the things that uh, uh one of the reasons why i'm i'm doing this whole uh podcast is to really um to to, to really find out about people's uh, personal D stories um I, we all have like are uh, the story of how we started playing the game and i'm kind of curious about how how you all started uh playing the game and and uh, like what systems you started with um brandon can you give us an idea of how you started playing D? Oh, God. Um, okay, well, I'm t- going on 27 now. Mm-hmm. And I want to start, I want to say I started playing when I was in fourth grade, actually. Um, I remember a bunch of friends I used to have when I was in elementary school. Um, I used to live in Pennsylvania. So at the time, you know, I, I was into the same kind of stuff that I have been, you know, for the past 20 years. Uh, a friend of mine, his dad at the time was big into Dungeons and Dragons. And at that time, it was like second edition, or, you know, I, I forget what edition it was. It was, you know, over 20 years ago. Well, going on 20 years ago, um, that I was playing with him when I was in like third or fourth grade. And at the time, I had like no idea what I was doing. Um, and I played maybe for like a year with them. And then my parents actually ended up moving to Ohio with the rest of the family. Right. And I missed the game a lot. Like, you know, it was like one of those defining moments in my life where I was like, I love this game. Like, yeah. I absolutely love this fucking game. But then, you know, when I moved, I didn't have the friends to play with anymore. Right. Um, so as I, you know, I was going through middle school. Um, after I got out of elementary school, um, you know, I started looking into it more and more and more. By that time, like three five was coming out. I want to say, um, so I got the books for three five. Uh, I found a bunch of friends in middle school, my new school, who I asked like, "Hey, you want to play Dungeons and Dragons?" And half of them were like, "Hell yeah!" And the other half were like, "What's that?" And uh, you know, ever since then, I want to say like middle school is when I really got involved in the game and started DMing heavily. When yeah. I was in elementary school, I more or less was like a player. We played like a really dumbed down version because we were really young. But I've been DMing um, since I was probably in sixth or seventh grade. Well, someone has to, right? Very- What's that? If you're like, uh, if you're a bunch of uh, a group of like ten year olds, one of those ten year olds have to be the DM, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, before it was like we were playing with like somebody's dad. He was a DM and all right. this and this and this. But then when I moved to Ohio, it's like none of my friends' dads were into that kind of stuff. My dad wasn't like, into that kind of stuff. I was like, well, we want to play this game, and somebody's got to do it. Yeah. And I've always been a person that's like been keen to storytelling and like story writing. Like I always used to write my own comic books and right. like short stories and try writing like you know little like books of my own and stuff like fantasy style stuff. Um, so I felt like the DMing role was like a good aspect for me just because I've always been the type of person to write stories and be creative and create mm-hmm. worlds and maps. And like, I have folders still like now, um, like in some boxes and stuff that I have from when I was in middle school of like old worlds that I drew on paper and yeah. like old characters and NPCs that I've made. That's so cool. I, like, I actually looked back on them the other day when I was moving stuff out of my house and like, was just like really reminiscent over the, uh, don't lose that stuff because I'm uh, I'm 42 this year and uh, I there's like a couple of boxes of old D and D stuff that I wish I had back. I have a bunch of it, but there's still some stuff that I'm missing that uh, I had from when I was a kid. And uh, man, do I wish I had that stuff back. Even just the old character sheets and stuff, the ones that we used to have to like actually make yourself and like you know use a ruler and do all the you know what I mean all the lines yourself for your character sheet. You didn't have a printer back then, right? So. Yeah, oh, yeah, I do. yeah, that's right, because they used to come in packs, like, right. they used to be able to, like, actually buy the character sheets, like, yeah. at your local game shop or, like, a bookstore, mm-hmm. and it's like, once you have those, like, you either had to scan it if you had a printer or a computer and print copy it that way, or you literally just traced it what you could, Yeah. and, like, I remember doing those, too, um, so you st- luckily, the ones I have now are, like, all, like, blank character sheets from, I think, 3.5, um, and looking back at some of the worlds and NPCs I wrote, like, compared to now, they're so bad, like, the ones from when I was in middle school and like elementary school, they're so god awful and so hard to read and look at. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how I ever played with them, but like seeing the progression from then to now, um, you know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of amazing, honestly. Like it's something that I've really grown to to love and be passionate about over the past going on twenty years now that I've kept improving on. Have you um um you're playing five e right now with your podcast, but do you still go back and play three point five every once in a while? 
Um, I we haven't with the podcast group. Um, I haven't played three five like in person in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually did play three five. I want to say six or seven months ago. I played a couple one shots with yeah. some friends of mine. I think uh, I think you're better off sticking to the the five E for for podcast related stuff because it flows a little bit better. Uh, it's more I don't want to say it's more simplistic, but in a sense it kind of is than three yeah. five. A lot of mechanics make it more simple and like easy to figure out, especially for like new players or like beginner players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to listen to a podcast where people are researching uh, sneak attack like for an hour, right? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah yeah. What about uh, what about you, Cameron? What uh, where, how did you start playing? Um, I think. Yeah. What started me was I have a group of friends of mine. Um, they actually got me into, like, Magic the Gathering because I've only played, like, Pokemon, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! And I used to, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments now and then. Mm-hmm. But um, the, my group of friends are like, oh, hey, yeah, we'll play Dungeons & Dragons. Like, it's really cool. And they're, like, talking to me about it and everything. And, like... I never got to play with them, but they would talk to me about it. And then I ended up my junior year of high school. I ended up uh, meeting this kid, one of my good friends still today, Um, even though that was like maybe four years ago, five years ago. But either way, um, so his dad and his mom both played Dungeons and Dragons before. And like I brought it up to him with it Mm -hmm. in a sense. And um, that just ended up happening to be one night. I'm over there staying at his house, and his dad just comes in, like, "Who wants to go play Dungeons and Dragons?" And we're both just like, "Oh hell yeah!" Like, never got to play before, so we end up learning there, right then and there. And yeah. it was a uh, fifth edition, so that's how it started for me. Yeah, you can't get enough of it now. I bet you. Oh yeah! As soon as I started playing, I pretty much just got addicted to it because I like the whole like fantasy and just have like an a whole imagination with like just you and your buddies story that is going to be told to just you and a group of friends and when Brandon brought up like the whole like podcast thing I was like I want to share like our our world yeah. our adventures with everyone like I'm totally down for that. You, Attack right. McNuckles is the uh, the only character holdover from the original podcast, right? Uh, that's correct. Yes. Yeah, we're we'll get it. We're gonna get into the differences and what uh, uh, and like all that whole thing later. But uh, I just wanted to make sure that the uh, that I that I was remembering that properly. Um, Greg, what about you? How did you uh, How did you start? Uh, I met this piece of shit dude. Uh, <laughs> I was working uh, for a group home. That's me. And he just kept like talking to me all the time, and he was like, "Dude, <laughs> you gotta play this game." And I'm like, "Man, like I don't know you." Yeah. <laughs> Just but wore you down, yeah. Now we work together. Now we work together, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in, in all seriousness, uh, no, I never had any like inclination to play. Like when I was younger, yeah. Um, I play. I did a lot of sports. Uh, I was on travel teams for baseball, so I'd be gone for months at a time until like my twenties. And um, when it came time when I got hurt, and I was like, oh, you know, I don't really know what else like I like other than sports because you really don't have a lot of downtime. Yeah. Then you start like you know watching different genres of movies and listening to different types of music and figuring out like a little bit more detail. Especially at that age too, you're like, okay, I'm gonna start figuring out who I am as a person. Right, right. Sports and, must have been your identity for so long that now that you couldn't do it anymore, like, who am I? Right. Yeah, it was like you know I, it was like a situational identity, and, yeah. and now looking back on it, I realize like how single serving all of my relationships really were when I was younger because it was based on just being in sports right so then you get a little bit older you find things that you like you meet somebody like brandon who literally will hassle you all day long about playing you know games and i was like you know what dude like fuck it like why not like yeah i'm you know i'm I'm not like old or anything but i'm 30 i'm like it's like what else am i gonna be doing sit at home yeah so i'm like let's give this a shot and you know i was really into it and i decided to do a stupid voice and brandon's like fuck it yeah that sounds like a good idea greg are you saying that this podcast is your first campaign that you've ever played D D? Absolutely. And you've never played any other system or any other game? Nope. Dude, you are you are doing for a first time player, you are doing a stellar job, my friend. Very yeah, good. I, I will give a couple people credit for that, and one of them's Brandon because he literally like I, when he had this idea, and I listened to the original podcast because Brandon and I are friends. I didn't know Cam at the time. We are. Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, 
Like, I didn't know Cam at the time, and I listened, and I was like, I don't like that guy. So when I meet him, I'm just going to be really mean to him. <laughs> but, like, Brandon, he, he wrote things down. He's like, this and this, this. You know, look into what you like. Look into how players, like, how characters will play. And I actually contacted um, the LAD, or the, or the yeah, LAD, the LAD Society. Uh, a gentleman named Eric. If you follow them on Instagram, it's literally LAD Society. Um, they post pictures of, like, Joe Manganiello and Will Wheaton playing in this group. And I'm like, right. you know what? I don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons other than the small amount of research I've done. So I'm going to just throw a question out and I'm going to shoot my shot. And maybe they'll respond to me and be like, Hey, like what you're looking for. How about you try this and this with this character? Yeah. And, and they, Eric from LADD society got back to me literally in probably, I would say an hour. That's cool. And give me this whole idea of like, this is how you're going to play your character. Then why don't you try this? And I actually contacted him recently when, if you're listening to like episode 20 and 21, where, um, Nomo kind of fractures a little bit with his mental state and him comes out like that was all troubleshooted on this idea because I was like I want to stay true to what Dungeons and Dragons is because I've been accepted into this community yeah. and I don't want to make a mockery of what everyone loves Right. so I want to do this in the most appropriate and proper way how do I get this done yeah you've done a damn good job too overall your arc and stuff like the way you're actually playing a character is like it fits super well and I think that's something that like Cameron and Ian both do like very well as well like uh, Ian uh, unfortunately couldn't be here mm-hmm. his character Pate Asher like yeah. he's an ex-soldier and like he's he's playing an ex-soldier yeah um, and you know we, we can touch on this later with like the story progression and like uh, my DMing styles how like I got him involved more his character well, his character but the stuff I've thrown at all of my characters for like story progression and like character progression they've yeah. all taken the heart very well and it's really cool to see yeah, no, he's doing a, a really good job. You're, you're all. It's a, it's a definitely a fun, a fun time at the table. The, um, I, this is one of the questions I had for you. Um, is that uh, do you guys, you guys all play? I, I saw a couple of setups in uh, on Instagram, but uh, you guys all play in one room with individual mics when you record, right? Yep. Okay. Because there are there are some podcasts out there that have that all play online, so everyone's sitting in their own, you know, at their own desk in their own room. Um, but they're not all together, and I, I find it very important to all be at the table together that's what dnd is about right is sitting at the that table together absolutely makes the game better in my opinion because i've played a couple roll 20 games online with people um like via skype and it's fun because we, we can all see each other using face cams and you know we can see each other's reactions mm-hmm. and it's a good time but to me and i think you know most people that are players like would agree personally that like there's nothing beats actually sitting around the same table and having that, like, in-character, like, an in-person, like, just chemistry and reaction. Right. I think if we were to do this online, like some of them do, I don't think we would have the same type of, like, reaction and chemistry that we do now. Yeah, there's there's shit that happens, like, while we're playing that, like, it's not even verbal. Like, we'll just look at each other, like, in messed up ways. And bust, somebody will bust out and laughing and it'll, like, lead to something happening in the game. Like, I don't think we could have that if it was online. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that there's. Well, I've played Roll Twenty a little bit too, and uh, it's fun if you're doing like uh, just like a gladiatorial fight stuff. But I find it very hard to do any kind of storyline based character development stuff on Roll Twenty. Everyone's trying to talk over each other, or or not really trying to, but just not meaning to talk over each other. But it's happening anyways, and you're not having these these moments where you know, uh, um, you know, uh, Cameron gets a turn to Greg, and they can have a moment together. Um, as characters and like discuss something um, because you're not really in front of each other. So it's really hard for characters to kind of interact. Right. Then like um, how I see it too is like, I'll see like some body language come from like Greg or like Pate and I'll like, it's like you you use my real name and Ian's character name. Yeah. It's because uh, Ian encompasses Pate Asher so much that he, oh, he just. If you're in the room with him when he's actually being, when he gets into like war mode, and you can see like what he's gonna. Well, now you can see what he's doing with his character, but like when you know he's about to attack, his body language is like completely changed. He'll sit like completely upright. And I'm like, oh, he's about to fuck something up. You gotta take pictures of that and put that on Instagram. Well, here, here's war pose. Oh, I totally should. If we can get that on camera, and when something bad happens to Cam, which happens, I think yeah, like three times a day, he he will stand up from the table and walk out. Like it's just like he did. He's he's at the live show. He did when he you know dropped from the ship. Cameron almost walked out the door of the bar. Yeah. Are you into the newest episode yet? Yeah, no, no, not yet. Like listening to it, some some very dire shit happens to Cameron to the point where he almost left the venue 
when we were playing live at. Like, he got up and walked out. I wasn't sure if he was going to walk. Well, he walked away from the table. I thought he was walking out of the building. He walked up and then got another beer. Walked out of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I was just like, well, my character is knocked out. I might as well go join my character in body. I think everyone's had a a moment at the table where they've they've walked away because of something happening. You you buy in so much to the story and and you, you, you feel so much for your character and other characters at the table too that when something fucked up happens, you can't, you just gotta walk away from the table. So I don't, what, uh, what day of the week do you guys record? Um, we all work semi-different schedules. Uh, Greg and I work at the same job, so we, right. we generally have the same schedule, but he's actually expecting another baby here soon, so his schedule's been kind of a little more hectic. Uh, Ian, he's still in college, um, so he kind of works around classes yeah. and uh, work as well. Uh, Cameron works a, a pretty consistent shift, um, but usually they have to say, maybe like, what, like Sundays? Seems to be like our most popular yeah, day so, we do. Sundays yeah, Sundays and... Um, now summer will be a little bit different because our schedules do dramatically change yeah. uh, for Brandon and myself. Well, so, in a good way, though. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's not going to be as chaotic. Well, my life's still going to be chaotic. Yeah. You, you know, you're a dad. You get it. Yeah, yeah. congratulations, by the way. Hey, thank you. This one's probably going to be just as bad as the one I have. And I'm Number two, eh? They're going to double team me and my wife. Yeah. Like, she wants to do a third one right yeah. away, and I'm like, listen. Oh, jeez. We're going to be outnumbered. Yeah, I love my number two. Like, I, I absolutely love both my kids. Like, I'm absolutely in love with them. I love my number two, but I constantly think, why the fuck did I have a number two? <laughs> right? Like, uh, the other day, like, my wife, you know, she's at that stage of pregnancy, which I love you, sweetheart, when you listen to this. She's at that stage of pregnancy where everything's a big deal. And it has rained here in Ohio at that point for six straight days. And she's like, why haven't you mowed the lawn? And I went out and I got stuck immediately. And I was like, this is why I didn't do it, Rebecca. <laughs> and like that's my life now and then i have to go and hang out with cameron and ian and brandon and it doesn't get any easier no no it doesn't it doesn't sound like it no, gets any easier i'm having a mental breakdown my personality split greg is as well you're gonna know when i show up to work one day and somebody says you know how are you going greg and i'll be like everything's going real good i'm just uh, having a good time <laughs> there it is oh, no. right. he's coming out and, and there were like probably at least 15 other voices I tried before I settled on that one. Yeah, because yeah, you sent me a couple. Yeah. yeah, I did. And like I went through and, and when I wanted to have the character not only have just like emotional trauma. Yeah. And I was like, if he had physical trauma and he's this big burly dwarf, it would be so funny if he did not sound anything like what the original voices were. Yeah. So I went the exact opposite route. I was like thinking like, <laughs> I went in between Elmo and Stitch. <laughs> well, that's what I do the Elmo voice for my son and I do the Stitch voice for my son and I was like, I'm just going to put them together. Them. Yep. Does, on a whole, um, Brandon, you do a pretty darn good job of doing voices, but I do have one little bone to pick with you. Um, okay. uh, I, uh, I'm wondering about uh, Ludolf's uh, eagle sound. Um, <laughs> is he... Is Ludolf uh, uh, sound like that because he's all fucked up? His beak's all fucked up, so he sounds weird? Or is it just that you just can't caw at all? Yeah, because uh, I'd like to. I'd like to see if maybe you could caw for us right now and see how it uh, it would sound. Oh God! <laughs> oh wow! That see you actually did. Sound came out of your mouth that time. Because uh, when I when I listened to that episode, it sounded like uh, uh, Ludolf like swallowed grapes or something. Like I don't know what happened, but <laughs> there it is. I mean, the symbolism. Fuck you guys. So, like I tried to make him kind of like Rudolph, obviously. It was, yeah, it was of the course. Grinch, it was the Lynch, and I'm like, all right. Rudolph has a red nose. That's why he gets picked on a six out. Yeah. I need to think of something for Ludolf, and I'm like, you know, he can be a really just fucked up druid that turns into a really ugly griffin. That yeah. Worked. Yeah. No, that was it was it was great. I just wanted to as soon as I heard that caw in the recording, I'm like, fuck, I gotta write. Th- I wrote that down on my phone in my notes. I'm like, I gotta tease him for that. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> and, and we're very happy that you did because we're not gonna let it drop. No, yeah, I'm gonna get shit for that for yeah. a while. They're gonna tell me to caca at the start of every episode. Yeah, it'll be it'll be pop can caca, Brandon fuck. It'll be like this stream of inside jokes. I had, I'll be honest, I had planned on introing him as Brandon fuck, but I didn't want to go off on a like on a bad footing right away, so I just kept it. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Like, hi, I'm Brandon fuck. Oh shit, no. <laughs> I have a I have a few um, technical questions first before we maybe move on to uh, setting and story and stuff if, if you guys don't mind. 
that's good. So um, I um, I hear some really great uh, atmosphere music in the background whenever I'm listening to the podcast. You know, forest sounds, jungle, uh, bar sounds. Are are you guys hearing that while you play, or is that edited on afterwards? No, I put that on in post. Um, okay. There's actually a website that um, I use, and actually a lot of other people use um, that I've looked into um, for like smaller podcasts or like growing podcasts called Tabletop Audio. Yeah, yeah, I've um, used it too. And- it's a good one. Yeah, and uh, I made sure, and like I emailed the guy, and he said, you know, listen, as long as you're not making like thousands of dollars off your show, then feel free to use my music and throw it in there. And I'm like, yeah. sweet. You That's know, awesome. Like doing the show, we didn't plan on making you know tons of money and thousands, thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something we wanted to do for fun. You know, we like I like being a sociable person. I like playing D and D. I wanted to do a you know an entertainment brand of it of sorts. Yeah. So when going through looking through uh, royalty free music, this is like one of the bigger ones that popped up. I read his terms and conditions, and you know, I emailed him just to be safe. And I was like, "Hey, doing this smaller show, not making any money off of it. You know, yeah. is it cool to use?" He's like, "Yeah, man. Like, he's like, but if you start making like big bucks off of it, you know, he's like, if you make like twenty, thirty bucks here and there, like, I'm not gonna fret about it. But if you start pulling in, like hundreds of dollars, then I'm gonna want a cut of it. And I'm like, oh, right. dude, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So I find that's one of the things that um, I I don't know if I could. Um, I could be down with for um, doing like an actual play podcast. I had toyed with the idea of doing an actual play podcast instead of doing this mm-hmm. kind of podcast. But um, one of the things that I love at our table when we play, uh, we play on Monday nights. And when we play on Monday nights, um, we're always ha- there's always music going on, you know, battle music and uh, intrigue and uh, all that kind of stuff. And we're taking from like movies, right? It's from like uh, like Inception and Pirates of the Caribbean and um, oh, yeah. you know like a, a Bram Stoker's Dracula. And so there's all our soundtrack is like playing the whole night, right? And um, if we were to record, we wouldn't be able to use that. So it's um, I wonder if uh, if um, like how hard it is to be able to not play music while you're playing. Um, I think the biggest reason like I didn't play music while we're playing is mainly for editing purposes and recording purposes. Right. I've played music a lot. Um, actually, I do pretty much all the time when I'm DMing or playing a game where we're not like recording it. We'll always have like ambient music in, in the background because it, mm-hmm. it just adds like a big feel to the environment when you're yeah. playing. Um, but you know, my one fear with doing the music while we're playing would be the, uh, you know, the audio feedback. Of course. Like, the double feedback and you know that was that's the one downside yeah actually there's two downsides i'm gonna say to doing a, a podcast it's one is the can't use the uh, the ambient music and audio um but that doesn't seem to really affect us too much because our chemistry is still really good and like i feel like i do a decent job of painting the picture of like what's going on the scenarios yeah. and whatnot mm-hmm. um and adding the music to post really you know it just expands that more of course the second downside unfortunately is i used to have a youtube channel called the crafty halfling where I did like terrain crafting um, and such for D and D and other tabletop games, yeah. and I was gaining traction really fast in the channel, mm-hmm. um, getting like thousands of views and some videos and stuff, which was cool. Um, but I kind of lost focus on the game playing aspect of it, rather than you know I, I was more focused on terrain building rather than playing the game. So that's mm-hmm. why I kind of stopped doing that to focus more on the game. But then after doing the podcast, I realized you know we strayed away and kind of like didn't want to do terrain and like minis and stuff because we tried uh with another group for like an episode actually the old the old group Mm -hmm. uh from the old show i was testing some stuff out and we recorded like a test one shot and we tried using like minis and terrain and stuff and instead of characters like describing like oh i'm gonna go to this building with the burnt down door and uh that has a flame coming out the window yeah they would say all right i'm going over here and they would like point and it's like well that doesn't work for a podcast no that's that was gonna be my next question was um uh, theater of the mind versus uh, terrain, and terrain definitely does not um, work well for uh, for a podcast. Theater of the mind is way better, um, but there must be a little bit of something missing there for 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 you guys when you're playing that you don't have a little mini, and you, it's it's a little harder to visualize. I would I would assume it is. Um, you know, that's it, kind of the like I said, the one downside of it is you know we we don't have anything to physically look at. Yeah. I do my best at times to like draw out on paper like mm-hmm. general scenarios, like hey, this is what the dungeon looks like. This is where the corners are. Like yeah. this is like the general layout. But I always, you know, the one thing I did make sure to tell the guys is like you know since we're not using minis and stuff, be like descriptive in your areas and like talk about where you're going or like yeah. ask questions about like the town, the city to like really paint the picture for the listeners. Cause not only is it us like playing the game for our entertainment, we're mm-hmm. also doing it for like listeners. For entertainment. Else. So we want to be right. able to paint the picture. Of course. Um, 
and you're know, you're quite you um, you're quite forgiving as well uh, in in the gameplay in the in the in combat. You know, if if a character, you know, is a, there was a, a scene that I just listened to a couple of days ago and on your podcast where. Um, I think uh, Pate ran away or he left and he was getting a, a tax of opportunity on him and um, he could have probably gotten four tax of opportunity on him. But you were like, let's just give you two because because of the fact that you didn't you didn't surround him with minis. You don't really know whether or not he was surrounded. So just give you two instead of four. So I, I, I appreciate that. I'm sure your players appreciate that, too, that you're a little yeah, more. I try to be fair um, when it comes to the game itself. Um, I, I told them going in the other the, one of the thing going because we had a big discussion about the, the show before we just started. I didn't just kick it off. Like, here's your characters. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I told them, like, listen, we're going to do this kind of campaign. You guys are going to be, quote, I want to be entertaining. You know, if I was doing like a murder hobo campaign for like a group of friends in my basement, you know, whatever, you know, we could have fun with it. Yeah. But for an entertainment brand, I wanted to make a story and I wanted them to make characters that people would be able to like get attached to and grow to like and like, you know, actually feel like a connection to while listening. So like, you guys are going to be the heroes of whatever the situation is going on. You don't know it yet. You guys are going to, you know, I prefer you not know, to play evil characters, be at least neutral, you know, mm-hmm. don't be evil. That's my one stipulation. And then the other thing we kind of went through is like, I'm not going to, it's not going to be a meat grinder campaign. Like I'm not going to not constantly like intentionally kill your characters. Like if you die, like, like you know, death is possible, like 100%. Like Cameron knows that because it's almost happened to him at least 20 times, you know, once per episode on average for him. Um, but, yeah, you, you know, if, if you die, a lot of the times it's either from just shit luck because that's the game. Or, you know, your own poor, bad decision uh, right. from something you probably shouldn't have done. Granted, I am going to throw, and I have thrown hard monsters at them, hard uh, challenges, puzzles, and whatnot at them. Um, and there there are chances that they could fuck up, and, you know, maybe somebody could die. But yeah. um, I try not to make them overbearing and over-challenging, um, uh, but yet still frustrating enough to where they're getting pissed off, which is a good thing. Um, but I don't, I don't want to just massively kill out an entire party. If you know what I mean? No, I totally get it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so this is the second time you've tried to do this podcast, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. (laughs) And, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what happened the first time and, yeah, I will touch base, um, a little bit. I'm not going to mention any names um, because I took all the information down. Uh, I initially went to Cameron and I asked him if he wanted to do the show along with uh, two, my one friend and his brother. Uh, my one friend who I've been friends with for the past like 10 years or so, fully down for it, wanted to do it. He loves d We both love magic, the same thing. His brother, really cool person, you know, he wanted to do this, you know, and it was going good. We had maybe like five or six episodes recorded with maybe three or four uploaded. And, you know, because like I said, I like to make my episodes. We have like, time to work on the rest of the stuff so we're ahead of schedule um and then probably like episode three or four um there was some pretty serious accusations on one of um well my, my other friend obviously not cameron because he's still here um my one friend uh, he had some pretty serious accusations against him that um not only could have affected him but also could have affected like me and my job and like my personal reputation yeah um, and it was just unfortunately something that I couldn't have on the show. Mm-hmm. Me and him, I'm not going to say we're not friends because we, we still are in contact and we're still friends and we still uh, chat. But when it came to like my professional like job, like yeah. you know my career and like the show, like it was just something that I couldn't afford to have on it, especially with how bad it was. I don't want to get into it just because it's, it's really um, really inappropriate um, what happened, and I don't want to like slander or like bash anybody. No, of course um, not. Me and we're still mutual. There was just some really deep shit that happened that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fortunately, we couldn't really keep him on the show. Of course, um, you know, it's it sucked. So for about a, I don't know, a couple of weeks to a month, like I didn't want to, I didn't want to do this. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I was really pissed uh, that it kind of got you know thrown down the drain. It kind of sucked. Um, but you know, Cameron still wanted to do it though. I mean, him, we, we stayed in contact, and we're like, listen, I still want to do this. We got to find people, you know, so and so. He he really he really helped me get through that slump too, which was nice because like he was still about doing it you know because me i was on the edge but cameron he was you know he kind of kind of pushed me in the right direction which i appreciate him for that's cool um yeah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> what was that that's his homies help homies but, uh, yeah. homies help homies yeah i find it uh i find it inspiring that you guys didn't give up and uh and you tried again and and yeah. and worked at it to make it work because you know it's 
shit's hard, man, in life. You know, you, you fucking, you want to try to do something and then one little thing gets in your way and then it's an, an, an easy excuse to give up. And uh, yes. you guys didn't give up, so I, I commend you for, for sticking with it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not, like I said, it's kind of bittersweet in a way. Like, I was really bummed that the campaign ended the way it did. Um, we actually did, like, an update episode about this uh, not too long ago on the show about how how I thought about the previous campaign and why I liked the way it was going. When I explained to them, like, this is the kind of show I want us to kind of go for, they took it, like, the wrong direction and just started, like, being almost borderline, like, murder hobo. Mm-hmm. But I was like, hey, whatever, fuck it, we're going to roll with it anyways. You know, it's fun. People are listening. It's voice for the fun of it. You know, then sh- the shit went down, and we started again. Um, Cameron was still part of it. Uh, I went to Greg, who I work with now, and he was down to do it. And I contacted a friend of mine, um, Ian, who I knew was into this kind of stuff. And we, we, had, we had a different third. For oh, like, God, like, yeah. Like 14 hours. We had a different and third for, like, 14 really, hours, yeah. really, really lucked out when Ian was like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That was the, the, the best, like, moment, I think, for our, our show in general, in my opinion. I don't know, I'm going to blow up Ian's uh, ego a little bit, but, uh, you know, I don't know if it would have worked out with the other person, he was a little bit fickle, like, we went to record, that's why the one shot happened at the very beginning, Right. was, he he just no-showed. Yeah, the and, one shot in the beginning was supposed to be episode one, like, right. he, he literally just didn't, he didn't show up, he didn't contact us, he did, like, a few hours beforehand, and was just didn't hear from him, like, alright, well, fuck that guy then, uh, and I literally, that same night, I contacted Ian. And he was like, yeah, man, that sounds cool. And then um, I think like a week or two later, we got together and we started knocking up episodes. And we've been going uphill ever since, you know, yeah. recording, you know, uh, like I said, thousands of downloads now, which is fucking cool. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about is that um, traditionally a group at the table is larger than three players. Um, I also play in a game. I'm running. Uh, I'm the DM right now. We in my group that I play on Monday nights. We um, we alternate DMing. We all like playing. We all like DMing. So we all take turns, right? Um, but right. there's only four of us. So it's one DM and three players. So we're kind of in the same boat as you guys. But traditionally, a, a group will have four, five, even six players. Look at Critical Role. They had eight at one point when yeah, um, uh, when they had the, their full cast at the beginning. So a, a group of three has some advantages and some disadvantages. What do you guys what do you guys think about that? Uh, I'll let you guys go first cuz I have a pretty actually a prepared spiel for this. Okay, Cameron, I'll go first cuz mine's very very simple. I have nothing to gauge it against. Right. This is this is all I know. Mm-hmm. So 3 is comfortable for me. I'm sure I could adjust and do more. Like I don't think that would be an issue and I'm sure there would be different obstacles obviously that you would have to to overcome, but like for me like <laughs> this is this is my experience. This is all I got. So yeah. I I'm very comfortable with the three. Mm-hmm. Um, as for me, I uh, started off in like big groups. Like I was in the groups of like five, six, sometimes like seven and eight, like of us were in just these groups. And uh, what I started to slowly notice was that like the longer it was for me to actually like have my character story out there it is already like already half an hour into the gameplay and there is you just didn't see any like progress like any character development it was just uh, like pretty much just like a hack and slash type of ordeal Mm -hmm. so like i just when we started doing like only three groups or like a three-party group or like a four-party group it's a lot better because like i'm not just drifting off into like doing something else or like just sitting there just waiting for my turn to come when we're still just doing nothing. So I, I definitely just believe that just having a three or four party group is just the best amount to have. Yeah, I agree with that. Of just story progression and character development. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so me, like I said, I've been playing for gosh, since I was you know probably in fourth, fifth grade. Um, we always play with bigger people. We always play with like groups of like five, six, you know, players and a DM. And like you were saying, traditionally, like that is the traditional standard. And like you have a group of five or six people with a DM and you go dungeon crawl and you have fun. Mm -hmm. And I played like that for years and years and years. Like actually the, the game I ran before, um, the, the current podcast game we're doing, you know, I had five or six people with it. And eventually, you know, we just kind of campaign ended, stop playing, you know, you know how it goes, how campaigns end and whatnot. Yeah. Um, this is the smallest group I've ever played with. And 
there's reasoning for that. Uh, and before, when I had the idea for the show, like it was just like, you know, I, I'm not going to take credit for the show being like my idea, but like doing a podcast, I should yes. say, fuck you doing the podcast, <laughs> doing the podcast was my idea. Like I went to you guys and you know, it's something I wanted to do, but I wanted to do it with a good group of people. But I also wanted to make sure it was a, a small, tight knit group of loyal people that were going to do this in the long, like for the long haul, mm-hmm. not do 10 episodes and drop out. If I were to do a group of five or six people, um, and let's say one couldn't make it, that just fucks the entire show. Yeah. You know, like, like, hey, we're scheduled to record today. Is everybody coming? One person says, oh, no, I can't. Like, all right, well, that just screws the entire dynamic because now we're going to have an episode where somebody's just missing and it's not going to feel as progressive and as, like, realistic. The way I imagine the podcast to be is, like, we're te- each week we're telling a story. Like, something different is happening, you know, to progress a story each week with our same three characters that I wanted people to know and, like, you know, connect with on uh, on a, a certain level while listening to the show. I feel like if you have five or six players that all have six different characters, then shit just gets kind of haywire. So if you have a show where uh, Critical Role does it really well, you know, I, but we're not Critical Role <laughs> by any means necessary. So like if we were to come in with like six players and they all have these really intricate backstories and these really intricate stories and they were trying to like be like really cool characters, that's cool. But like as a listener, you know, um, you know, if we don't execute that properly, it's going to be really hard for everybody to follow all yeah. these individual characters. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I have three, oops, sorry. If I have a group of three players that are just close with each other and it's just these three, that only cuts down the amount of tracking like the audience has to do with, you know, who's listening to, who the characters are. They're, they're, they get to know the characters a lot faster and bond with them and know them better. It also makes my job a little easier too because I get to really focus, like, I don't have to spread out my story and, like, the, the shit that's happening amongst six people. I can now focus it and center it on just these three people and make everything that happens in the game way more personable. Yeah. Like, uh, all the shit, you know, I, I'm trying to make a lot of the stuff that's happening in the current story mm-hmm. relate to all three of the main characters, whereas if I had six people, it'd be a real big stretch to make, like, you know, for example, with Tack, the Cult of Beckna, he's like related to that somehow mm-hmm. nomo and his parents Pate and his father who is his father is now in some shit too with the king's guard and, and what happened uh at, at the kingdom like if i would have six people it'd be really hard to make every single person have like character motivation yeah um whereas by a three because i one thing i strive off of as, as a dm and even as a player like when i do play games occasionally like i want character motivation in the game if you have character motivation uh, through the story um, to inspire your players and their characters to do various things without railroading them, because I try not to railroad anybody, um, then I feel like you're going to make a very effective story compared to whether you had, you know, five to six people. Yeah, I my in my um, in my experience, smaller groups are great because you, like you said, you get to de- develop characters a little bit easier. Um, there's, um, more playing time. So you give more, like more rounds per person, right? Like you're not having to wait for your turn the whole time. The one crappy thing about it is that you only literally have three character classes. So, um, in your case, you have an artificer who can do some magic, um, a fighter and uh, a monk. And, uh, it'd be mighty nice to have a rogue and a cleric in there. But when you add another two players, then like I said, like we said, we, you know, you end up playing less, Storylines get a little more convoluted. You uh, you're not actually uh, um, uh, bonding with those two other people as easily as you would five other uh, four other yeah, people, right? It's, so it's definitely a give and take in that situation. Gameplay um, wise, I guess it it hurts a little bit because you're not having as many tools at your disposal, but um, your your actual group is tighter because of it. So, yeah. which is why at, at times I do try to throw in like NPCs in their favor. Yeah, um, you know, like. For example, Darius. Yeah, Darius. Right yeah. Now because of the shit that happened, like, all right, these guys need a magic user. Cool, they're gonna meet this halfling kid named Darius who was being trained by a sorcerer. Just yeah. kind of like help kick, the, you know, he kind of like kickstarted everything for him, got him like going in the right direction. Yeah. Now Darius is gone. Um, in the most recent episode, um, minor spoiler, they end up meeting up with Pate's dad again. Um, so you know, not to spoil anything for anybody. Uh. In, too much you know he may or may not be the next npc they start you know kind of rolling with mm-hmm. uh they had cassius you know for a couple episodes here and there helping out with certain things so i try to throw him a bone here and there as you know i kind of give myself like an npc to kind of like give him a little bit of extra assistance and help um 
So that's my kind of way of compensating for that. Like if I feel like they need a magic user for mm-hmm. this arc of the story, I'm going to give them one because it might be necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you um, uh, did you have the same uh, story set up for the first campaign that you did, or for the first podcast you did, and this uh, podcast? Or like, is your is your um, is your narrative the same? With different characters uh, in it? Yes and no. Um, okay, so actually you guys don't know this yet. Um, well, Greg and Ian and uh, Cameron don't know this. The The first campaign, the first story, was still going to be about Vecna. Right. Like, Vecna is one of my favorite villains in D&D lore because mm-hmm. he is a lich god, like which is really cool. Yeah, very cool. And their goal right now, ultimately, in the campaign is to stop the rise of Vecna. Right. Which I wanted to do that in the end. Like, yeah. For the other campaign too, like the big bad, like the overall, you know, arc of you know Act One. We'll say this campaign we're doing right now is like we'll say it's like Act One of yeah. the show because once this once this arc is over, once like the Vecna arc is over, like we're just going to keep going. Like we're going to keep rolling. Like Greg might even campaign, you know, a game. We might switch roles for like, you know, a season or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. We had an idea of uh, potentially doing like, I think we could said like episode 35 and we'll do like every five episodes that we put one out. There'll be like a mini side thing of, you know, Brandon will be playing a character. I'll be DMing. I've already started writing a story for, you know, just like a, a little, little side episodes. So yeah. You perfect. Throw some differential stuff. I, you, 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 you have to do it now. That sounds great. I think that's a, uh, it gives uh, it gives Brandon a chance to play, and it gives you a chance to learn how to how to how to yeah, DM, which, right? That's great. Yep, which I think would be really cool. And I, I will give a minor teaser for it, just because I think it's an exciting thing, and I know Brandon knows because I told him about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, the uh, quest that we'll be on, it's we end up in a portal, and you're in modern day Wyoming. Nice. Which is random as hell, but um, get get back on like the the initial question is yes, the overall. Uh, story arc I should say is was the same but how they were going to get there initially was a lot different so at first like the first game started with them on a a ship in the water getting attacked by pirates going to Driftwood Mm -hmm. and when they got there they had to fight the Emerald Coast pirates and that was like the first arc of like you know that campaign whereas with the players now like they were just already in the town uh, of Driftwood and ended up meeting up with this kid named Darius who needed help, who led them in the right direction. Right. So the overall end game was the same, but the path to get there was different. Yeah, I think now, that's, uh, no matter what, that was going to happen with new players regardless, right? So. Yeah, pretty much. And the way I look at the game is like, I, I try not to railroad as much as possible. Like I hate railroading campaigns mm-hmm. with it being a podcast and a, you know, just a general like entertainment show. I do like to have like a kind of like, somewhat of a roadmap and structure of like events that are going to happen um and the way i look at it is i I tell my players this all the time whether it's these guys or other people i dm is you're in this world and you're playing your characters and there is shit going on in the world there are events happening in the world no matter what you do the shit is still going to happen mm-hmm. now whether or not you make it to there or you stray from it or choose not to even acknowledge it or hop and skip to another country that's up to you i'm gonna dm it regardless the shit that's happening in the world yeah. is still gonna happen so yeah. i i try not to railroad it i let them do what they want but i feel like the way that you know which again not railroading but a way to keep them invested in what's happening in the world with Vecna is by really involving their characters and who they are, their backstories. There are, there are repercussions to not doing certain things. Right. So, so one of the, one of the, the minor things I wanted to, to mention is that um, in our uh, society now we have um, this thing where people ship characters together, you know, unlikely characters, people are, sh- you know, ship uh, um, Brienne and Jamie on game of Thrones for a long time for years. And it's finally coming to fruition now. But uh, my main shipping that I'm doing is I really want to start a campaign where I want to ship Nomo and the Warden again. Oh my God! Yeah, oh God. I um, I I even have a I even have a cutesy I have a cutesy name for them. They would be called Womo. Oh no! Yeah, so I want to do some Womo T-shirts, maybe some Womo buttons. Uh, hashtag Womo for life. It would even be better. The Warden's holding me up in the air like Dirty Dancing. Oh, there you go. Uh, we have a. Uh, 
this fan of ours named Tyler, and uh, she does a lot of fan art for us. Uh, if you check our Instagram, we'll, we'll, we'll often post a lot of her artwork that she does for us. And uh, she's been one of our A1 since day one. She's on our Discord and everything else. I she hate talks. You so bad right now. What? A1 since day one. Yeah, she talks to us. <laughs> you know, she does character art for us. Uh, I would say. 21 Jump Street. Yeah, fuck you. That's, um, that sounds something that Walker, Texas Ranger would say. Yeah. <laughs> I play different characters. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm definitely going to contact her and be like, hey, you need to draw Novo being held up by Max. Yeah. Do, do a series of them, though. Do like all classic uh, uh, all classic 80s romance stories. So you got to do like uh, Momo being held up or uh, Nomo being held up by the warden, Dirty Dancing style. Um, uh, Nomo be, uh, sitting in front of uh, the warden doing clay pottery like in Ghost. Jesus Oh, you know, you like have you can have Nomo sitting on the table with the uh, birthday cake, and the warden standing in the corner like sixteen candles. <laughs> I still want a, a good or, strong picture of Nomo with the cheese on his face. That's a big one I want really bad. Or uh, actually, you know, you want to tell him about Greg. Tell him about your YouTube video idea. Uh, since we're on at the top of oh, yeah, like, yeah, culture stuff. Culture. Uh, so I. You know, the YouTube hasn't been updated as much as we would have wanted, but that's... That's because I'm in the middle of yeah, moving and, and getting married. I'm in Life, busy. yeah. Like, it's, you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Ian has his finals. Uh, Cameron is trying to kill dolphins, which we've been talking about him not doing. Um, kill dolphins? What do you mean? Moving getting married. But, like, my idea is that <laughs> we would all be our characters, obviously, and we're going to do an 80s-style dating video. Oh, that's funny. So you can just be like, you know, I'm just looking for someone to walk on the beach with and uh, somebody who likes fun. The top go back in the convertible. Just have a good time. I love it. I think it's great. You can overlay it with some uh, some cheesy uh, 80s, like a Footloose soundtrack or like. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you like boobies? I love boobies. Let's hear it for the boys. It would be perfect, I think. Before I let you guys go, um, we have to talk about the live show at the clubhouse. Absolutely. How uh, how did that go? How did that come about? Uh, how did the idea start? How did it come about? And uh, how hard was it to set up? Okay, so I well, my old house um, uh, is in Warren, Ohio. Dave is, rolls hometown, baby. Yeah, Dave rolls hometown. Yeah. Um, and there is a brewery uh, right in there that opened up uh, last year. No, not last year. Um, two years ago, they opened up, and my buddy Chris and I. We used to go there very frequently when they first opened up. Like we were really close with them because we were like some of their first customers going in there. Like at at, at one point they only had like three or four beers on tap. Now they have like twelve, and they are one of the biggest breweries. Oops, sorry, they're one of the biggest breweries in Northeast Ohio currently at this moment. But because I was like close with them, like I, I'm friends with them on Facebook, like personally, and you know I go in, they know my name, and I'll talk to them all the time. Um, I went in there, and I know they. Uh, they do a bunch of different events for like local, um, you know, like businesses and you know entertainment. And they do karaoke and they do trivia nights. You know, nerds, nerds that drink and that, all that kind of stuff. And I, I quite literally, I went. You son of a bitch. Quite literally, <laughs> I went in um, to the brewery one day and I was talking to Zach and I said, "Hey man, you know," and he asked me how I was doing. And I said, "Good, and good." And uh, he he brought up to me. He's like, "Hey, I saw you guys doing like a podcast." I'm like, "Yeah, actually, about that." I was going to see if we could possibly do like a live show for our podcast here. Um, you know, something different, you know, we're getting more and more views. We're getting downloads. We're in the thousands now. Like yeah. it's something growing, you know, I mean, it'd be something cool for you because we'll promote you like promotion for like, you know, yeah. three or four episodes. From well, I saw the, uh, I saw the posters on, uh, on Instagram. So that the, it's definitely, uh, uh, definitely all official and stuff. It's, it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. So and then he was like, yeah, man, just let me know. And you know, he, he preferred a Sunday because, uh, their business is not as busy on Sundays because, you know, for obvious reasons, it's a Sunday night. But they mm-hmm. said they do get people that come in on Sundays and play, like, board games and, uh, you know, video games and stuff because they got video games set up there, too. Um, so they figured it would be a good night for us to come in, you know, and probably get the best, uh, you know, dynamic four-hour type of show we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, when we got there, there was not many people there. But, you know, as we started, a bunch of people came in and... Uh, we actually brought them a pretty good amount of business for the night, and they were really happy with us. And uh, I believe they talked to they talked to me for a little bit. They also talked to Greg. Um, yeah, they uh, did invite us back to come again and and you know record again. Uh, at my final count, you know, when we got there, it's not uh, the biggest establishment, but um, we had I think thirty seven at one point, and then it went up to forty two, and then dropped back down. That's awesome. Hey, that's great. How... I mean, you know, especially for. 
you know, obviously a growing podcast, but yeah. in a local area, just people coming in and, and enjoying it and laughing yeah. and, you know, thanking us. And yeah. it, was, it was a nice time. We actually, when Zach, who's the owner, was actually talking to us. And, you know, I went up and, you know, after the show was over, packed up. And he said, yeah, but actually, like, I really liked it. It was cool. Like, it was it was entertaining to listen to. Like, I don't know your guys' story and everything, but, like, just hearing you guys play was, like, it was, like, fun. You know, I could tell it was, you guys are having fun. There was funny moments. He actually had... Um, during our first two episodes we did there, he had, um, there were some bikers that were there, like one of their cuts and everything, like wow. sitting at the bar and he was talking to them and they were just like, oh, I remember back when I used to play Dungeons and Dragons when I was their age <laughs> and the game's totally different now, but I used to play it back then. And he was like, y'all used to play Dungeons and Dragons and they're wearing these fucking biker jackets and they came in on their Harleys and everything. He's like, yeah, we used to play Dungeons and Dragons and it was a good old time back then. It's cool to see the youth keeping it going. And I'm like, they, Jesus, they sounded nothing like that. They didn't sound <laughs> Brandon's like a traditional call. Yeah, like this. How was uh how was playing characters in front of people? I wasn't very nervous. Um I used to do a lot of uh like local band stuff when I was in college and stuff. So like I'm used to playing in like like in front of like big crowds. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, I've I've played for how many years I played music? I don't know, like almost ten years I played music and ended up playing some pretty big bands. We almost got signed to like a record label too, like my one band did. So like being in front of a crowd of two thousand people compared to a crowd of forty people just doing silly voices wasn't really a big effect to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the other guys though. Uh, I mean, you know, going from playing baseball all over the United States to to do that, like it, it's a different kind of like uh, uh, I guess nerves that you get ready for. But yeah. at the same time, Brandon can't attest to this. I am myself he is a shitty person when i got this this is my first time being at brandon's house today and his neighbor pulled up in in the driveway asked hey can i help you and i said oh i'm just here to rob this place and they sat there for what like 15 minutes and just until i got here yeah Yeah, so like they like i can't turn this off so i'm regardless of who's in front of me like i'm stuck as this person forever that's great did you um were you uh uh nervous at all cameron uh uh, role-playing in front of a, a bunch of people uh no it's more so i've wanted to do like uh videography or like photography or even just doing like acting in general Mm -hmm. i went to uh, a tech school for like multimedia okay and so like i felt like it was like a somewhat like acting in sort of way just of course yeah to me i've always wanted to like larping some sort of way or like even go to like medieval festivals and be like part (laughs) i'm allowed to but I've always loved the idea of just being able to act as something that I wouldn't normally be. Hmm. So uh, I don't know. I just like the whole like acting and being able to pretend and have your own like world. Yeah, it's 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 pretty satisfying, eh? Yeah. Well, congratulations on the on the live show and congratulations on the on the podcast too. I'm. Uh... Um, I, I'm really enjoying listening to it. Can't wait to get to the live show. I'm about uh, seven or eight episodes behind. I think I think I'm on episode twelve or thirteen. So I can't oh, wait to get there. Some, you've got some oh, serious yeah. shit coming up. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Well, from uh, you guys were dropping hints earlier, and uh, I'm not too too concerned about uh, being spoiled because that's the um, that's the problem with doing this. Is uh, yeah, I'm going to get spoiled on some of your show, but that's okay because I'm going to listen anyway. So, but um, yeah, so thanks. Thanks for coming on my show and uh, and having this little chat with us. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. Well, that's the interview with uh, the gentleman from Weekend Trip. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, sorry for the uh, sound quality, but uh, we have fixed that for future uh, interviews, so uh, no worries there. Um, they're a fun bunch of dudes, and uh, I really uh, suggest you listen to that podcast. It's uh, it's, it's super fun and silly. Um, if you uh, want to reach out and have any comments for us, you can reach out to us uh, through Instagram at Heroes of Hecathra or on Twitter at Heroes of One. Uh, you can also visit the Patreon page. There's a uh, discussion board that's starting there. And we will be uh, starting up a Discord server very, very soon. So uh, you guys will be able to um, get together and chat and talk about how horrible I am or how amazing uh, the show is or, uh, or everything in between. Um, so hopefully you guys have a, an excellent, excellent time and we will be talking to you again. All right, this is Sean Q signing off. Till next time, heroes. <laughs>